Good evening, Inspire Church family. It is so good to be with you tonight, albeit in this format. I can't wait until the time when we can come back together in our auditorium and fellowship together. But for now, um, this is working. And uh, we're thankful for the technology we have and the ability that we have to, um, in the middle of being separated, to still be able to come close together. We thank God for the way these live streaming services are touching the lives of people and, and still making a difference in, in people's lives. And um, um, I, I'm honored to be able to speak with you tonight, and I'm going to do so on this subject, the, a new normal. A new normal. That's been, that word's being used a lot, but we have to talk about this because we're being forced into a, um, a predicament right now. And um, uh, it's going to work out much better for all of us if we take a step back and see this from the perspective of God and respond appropriately so that when we come through this time that we're going through right now, we'll come out of it bigger, we'll come out of it better and stronger than before. So God says to Isaiah in chapter 43, he says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up and you do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, that's a passage of Scripture um, we've talked about for years and years. But it just sounds a whole lot different right now, given what we're going through as a, as a nation and really as a world right now. Um, when the immediate circumstances surrounding this COVID-19 pandemic pass... Everyone's anxiously anticipating everything going back to normal. I hear a lot of people say it. I, I said it myself just the other day. I was in a, an HEB and I had my mask on. And when I was paying for some groceries, I had to put my glasses on. And my glasses were fogging up because of the mask. I couldn't see. So I took the glasses off. Then I couldn't see to put it in my numbers. And I said, I said, I can't wait until everything gets back to normal. But ladies and gentlemen, I think we've got, to, we've got to pay attention to something here. There are some things that when we get through this, and we are going to get through this, there are some things that will come back to some semblance of familiarity and normalcy. But there are also things that, are, that, that have changed forever. There are certain things about the way we do life and, and the interaction of people between one another and, and all kinds of things about life has been forever changed and impacted by all of this. And, and that's okay because God is okay with new. At the beginning of this year, pastor stood up here in this pulpit and he declared a word from the Lord for this house for the year 2020. This is before any of us knew what the word coronavirus meant, before we could even possibly have foreseen us going through what we're going through now. And the word that he gave us to serve as the theme for this house, Inspired Church, for 2020 was this, redefining a new normal. Little did we know at that point just how prophetic that word was. 
But now we can look back at it just 90 days or so in hindsight and realize that God was preparing us for this very thing we're going through right now. Some normals are being recreated for us, whether we want them to or not, whether we like to see that occur or not. Yet still, even in the midst of the reality that we're going through right now, that the part of it that's been created for us, we're still going to have to take control over how we respond to it. We're going to need to decide how we're going to deal with a new normal. You say, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to try to create a new normal. I like things the way they were, but they're never going to go back to the way they were. And the word of the Lord to Isaiah that we read in Isaiah 43 indicates that God associates the unexpected and what seems to come out of nowhere with new and better. We know that new normals are being forced upon us, whether we want them to be that way or not. Some things are never going to return to an old semblance of of familiarity and, and, and normalcy. The question is, how are we going to respond to them? And what are we going to see accomplished in the middle of them? And this verse of scripture in Isaiah 43, it gives us a tremendous insight into how to accept or how to work with, how to create a new normal. How do you adjust? How do you adjust when everything about the way you live your life and the rhythm that you live in and and the way you go about doing everything, when it's all upside down and everything Everything changes. How do you adjust to that so that you're not living on the edge of anxiety and and fear and, and, and really frustration and anger half the time in your life? He begins in verse 18 like this. And this is the first point that I want to make in how we adjust to a new normal. He says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. I heard this said recently. If you hold on too tightly to the way things were, then you could miss the way things can be. We have a tendency to exaggerate our past or the past while minimizing the possibilities of the future. If you are grasping, if you are, if everything in your life right now is kind of hinged on and just waiting, just waiting for things to to get back to normal, then, then you could be missing out on a very incredible opportunity to see some things redefined in your life, to see some things overhauled in your life, to develop a whole different perspective that yields a whole different outcome. So he tells us before he talks about new and streams in the desert and so forth, he he prefaces it by saying, forget the former things and don't dwell in the past. The rhythm of your life before the the quarantined uh, uh, recommendations and before coronavirus was even a known word, the way that was so comfortable to you, you have to forget the past Forget the former things and do not dwell in the past. 
And then from that, he goes right into number two, seeing that I am doing a new thing. That means you have to focus on things that have not and will not ever change. I've, I've noticed this about, about people in, in my years of ministry and even in my own life is that, you know, when we go through things and although we have never gone through anything like this in our lifetime, not in my lifetime, not like what we're going through right now, but we've gone through events that have shaken us a little bit and, and, and disrupted our lives for a season. And what happens is when you look around and everything that was stable, everything that was part of your rhythm, everything that was part of, you know, the, 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 the familiarity in, in how you did life, when everything is disrupted and everything is changed and turned upside down, we have a tendency to let that perspective become all-encompassing, meaning there's so many critical and dependable things in our life that have changed, we don't think there's anything that hasn't changed. But there are some things that have withstood crises, world events, tragedies. There are some things that have not and will not ever change. And when you're going through a time like we're going through right now, you have to do what he said. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Behold, I'm doing something new. You have to be able to stand in the midst of instability, in the midst of everything, every circumstance in your life changing, every part of your life being disrupted. And you have to be able to keep your eyes fixed on the things that have not and will not ever change. You say, well, what is that? Well, let me give you a couple. His word, his word has not changed. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Truth doesn't change with trials and a crisis doesn't change God's credibility. His word is forever settled in heaven. He said his word has been exalted above his name. The point is, is in a place where everything in your life is experiencing disruption and everything, even some of the good things, even the things you enjoyed are changing. Keep your eyes fixed on the fact that God, his word never changes. Here's another thing. His faithfulness has not changed. Here's what I mean by that. God sees everything. He sees the end from the beginning. He exists outside of space and time. It's important to understand that, to know that this crisis that we're going through as a nation and really as a world, this has not caught God off guard. God is not wringing his hands together, pacing the floor in heaven, anxious, trying to figure out, man, I didn't see this coming. What are we going to do about this? God's faithfulness has not changed, meaning if there's ever anything that God has promised you, know that that promise in the middle of this crisis still stands. He is forever faithful. Everything that God has ever declared for you, any prophetic promise he's ever made to you, he can and he will do it. I think what happens, at least the way it has happened with me, 
plenty of times, is that when we receive a promise from God, whether it's the, a timely message, it's a, it's a voice within the voice, it's a prophetic you know, utterance from a ministry somewhere, we get a word from God and it resonates in our spirit and we know it's from God. Often we have the tendency to filter that. We filter it through our present circumstances and it causes the manifestation of that promise or word to look a particular way. But God didn't speak a promise to you with consideration of your circumstances. When he comes to Gideon, if you remember the story, Gideon is terrified. He is intimidated. He's functioning from a place of defeat. And God shows up and in the middle of those circumstances seems to ignore them and really be dismissive of them. He just shows up and says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. He declares something that is totally independent of the present circumstance and the moment that he is having to walk through. Here's why I think that's important is because when the circumstances change, if how that has come to look, if the promise of God has been filtered through wherever you were, whatever you're going through at the time, then when it all changes, sometimes this, this tremendous lack of clarity happens concerning the word and the promise that God made us. This, prompt, this crisis has not made God anxious, nor did it catch him by surprise. God can and will and, and is going to do what he said he's going to do. Here's another thing that has not changed. God has not changed his mind about you. When God said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God has not changed his mind about you. He meant it. He meant it then and he still means it. He said in Jeremiah, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Some things never change. In fact, you should turn to whoever you're sitting with in the living room right now and high five them. We can't do that here. <laughs> Just high five somebody and say some things never change. If you're sitting somewhere by yourself, then just scream it out. Some things never change. And then he says this. The third point is he says, do you not perceive it? This kind of connects to the point I just made. If the way you have interpreted God's promises before was filtered through the circumstances of your life at that time, then know this, if the filter of your life now is different, you have to be open to God doing things for you in a different way. All of us will need to learn how to see God in the middle of entirely new circumstances. I think of it like this. Had Israel not gone through a time of horrible horrible disease that swept through their nation. They would have never seen the manifestation of God or known him to be a healer to that degree and on that level. In other words, everything 
when we're surrounded by disruption and change, instead of seeing it as this catastrophic disruption and this uncomfortable change, look at it as a fresh canvas, a fresh set of circumstances that we have the potential to see something about God we didn't know before or we couldn't see before. And the fourth thing is provision. So he prefaces the promise of great provision, streams in the desert, and, and, and provision in places that have become wastelands. He prefaces it with this, forget the old things, let go of yesterday, and know that I'm doing something new. Isn't it strange how sometimes when God says, I'm getting ready to do something new, on his end, sometimes from our perspective, it's the middle of a catastrophe. It's the middle of a crisis. But know this, God's going to show us something. The church, every authentic believer in Jesus, God is going to show us something in this time that we did not know before. At least he's going to let us see it in a way we didn't see it before. Provision where there wasn't provision before. Refreshing in places that had been become wastelands before. Devotional lives in homes that had just been surviving. A worship experience and a walk with God that was unknown before. Ultimately... None of this is a task that God has just dumped in your lap or dumped in my lap and said, here, figure this out. When God said, behold, I do a new thing. It's not just the new thing that we need to focus on. It's the fact that he said, I am doing a new thing. It's the, it's the fact that he said, I'm going to do it. That should give us hope because God, you say, Steve, are you saying that, you know, all this is from, from God? I, I'm not even going to get into all that. I'm just going to say that God is working in all of this. That's all I need to know. He's working through it and he's working things out in it. And he's using it as an opportunity to reveal things about himself. And in a way that we did not know. All he's asking us to do. Listen, God's greatest disappointment is to be doubted. But his greatest thrill is to be believed. He just wants us to trust him, believe in his faithfulness, and know that what he said he's going to do, he's still going to do. I'm going to close with this. I'm reminded of the, the, the story of Peter in the scripture. When Jesus looked at Peter after a full day of ministry, great things were going on. And Jesus put Peter and the disciples in a boat and gave them instructions to sail across the the, 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 the sea there. And Jesus said this, he said, I will meet you on the other side. And we know what happened. They got out into the middle of the sea and the Bible said a storm came out, came up. And the storm was a devastating storm. It was rocking the boat. They were in fear. These were seasoned fishermen that were in fear of their lives. And Jesus First of all, they didn't know it was Jesus. 
in the middle of this storm, as they're trying to save the boat and save their lives, they saw what looked like a figure walking across the water. And one of them, as they looked closer, said, it looks like, like Jesus, like the son of God. And Peter cries out, Jesus, if that's you, bid me come to you. And Jesus, as you know, said, Peter, come. Peter jumped out of the boat and walked on the water. Now, here's the point I want to make. The words that Jesus said to Peter when he said, I will meet you on the other side. Was to assure Peter. He didn't have to tell him about the storm. He didn't have to tell him how many. He didn't tell him what was in between here and the other side. He wanted Peter to know not only, first of all, know this. You're going to come through this. You don't even know what you're going to have to go through right now, but I'm going to meet you on the other side. You're going to make it through. That's the first thing to know. We all know this. We're going to get through all of this. But the powerful part of that story to me is that while Jesus gave him the assurance, I'm going to meet you on the other side. You're going to get through this. Jesus was in the middle of the situation as well because there was a faith that he was working out in his disciples that required him to step into the middle of a storm and a tumultuous situation in order to reveal himself in that. So, Inspire family, listen, and all of you that are uh, watching online. We know, there's no question, we're going to make it through all of this. I've not met a person yet who doubts that. Everybody, you know, says that we're going to get through this. It can't last forever. At some point, it's got to come to an end. We know we're going to get through this. But let's not be in such a hurry to get through it and get back to some sense of what we think is normal and end up missing out on something that Jesus may be trying to do in your life right now. Holding on so tightly to what was that we miss what can be. We're going to make it through this. But I want to see what God is trying to reveal in the middle of all this. Streams in the desert, (laughs) provision, abundance, his character and his nature in ways that we did not know before. I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, first of all, for the faith. We know that this thing we are walking through right now, it is going to come to to an end. We are going to get through this. Some things are not going to change. Some things are never, they're going to change. They're not going to go back to the way they were. But God, I pray for the people of Inspire Church and all those who may be watching this streaming tonight. You're not just interested in, in, in getting us through the situation. You are standing there ready and poised to show yourself in ways that we have not known before. And you're doing that in the middle of the situation. I pray that you would cause every person to be able to lift up their eyes and lift up their hearts. Breathe upon them with a sense of expectation. Not just on coming out of this, but an expectation of God. 
What are you doing in the middle of it? I pray that you would strengthen every person watching. Let them know. God, you have not changed your mind about them. You're not against them. You are for them. For them so much and to the degree, God, that you are you are ready to manifest fresh things, revelatory things, new things in their life in the middle of chaos. We thank you, God, and we look to you. I pray that you help every one of us keep our head up, keep our faith up. In Jesus' name, amen. Can't wait till we can come back together. But in the meantime, we love you. Know that Inspire Church, Pastor Hurd, our team, we're all here for you. We're praying for you and believing God together that we're going to come through this and we're going to come through it better and stronger and know more of God and know more about God than we ever did before. I love you. God bless you.